0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Running on Scuffs. I'm your host Justin Seeger here in the uh, incredibly hot uh, Mississippi uh, in the summer. Uh, I I don't know, it's uh, it's pretty hot down here. We've got a couple of uh, guest stars to uh, uh, or a couple of guest hosts here to introduce. Um, and uh, oh, actually, we have three guests uh, hosts to uh, to bring in here, uh, Mister Tommy Williams. Hope you're doing well tonight. Uh, glad to have everybody here with us tonight. Be sure to keep commenting. It's going to be a fun show tonight. But first, let's introduce our panel. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to go to our resident Ohioan. Uh, that's right. I didn't say Florida man, uh, Mister Mike Daffner. How are you doing tonight?
1: Doing pretty good. Looking forward to talking NASCAR with you folks as always. Dodged some severe storms earlier. Looks like they're staying to the east of me, which is always a good thing. But yeah, ready to talk NASCAR and the uh, interestingness that was the end of that race. It
0: most certainly was. We're going to get into it, uh, and I I can't wait to hear the thoughts. I we had. I was hoping we would have another co-host here tonight because I'd love to hear his thoughts on it. But nonetheless, he's not here to defend his his boy, Denny Hamlin, so uh, we'll have to go without Zach Bell tonight. We've got another Zach in the house, though, Mr. Zach Williams, our producer. Uh, Zach, i got to be completely honest with you. I did not realize how difficult your job was until I had to do it last week. So uh, uh, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm glad to be back. I just had an off week last week with having to go into work on Monday and the race being on Monday, so I wasn't able to make it in. But uh, glad to be back with you guys. Talk about NASCAR. It was a pretty good weekend. Uh, End of the race, we'll talk about later. Didn't really enjoy that much, but you know, it was a good weekend overall. All
0: right. Well, we're glad to have you here with us and uh, our resident Florida man, Mr. Dan Foster. Dan, you've been out and about this week. You hadn't. uh, You hadn't been around uh for for those who uh saw on our on our uh page it was uh Dan Foster's birthday recently uh and we're not gonna make you tell uh we're, we're not gonna make him tell you how old he is but but
1: old. Dan let's just go with that ancient <laughs> Mike you're not far behind me there bud <laughs> I know that's why I couldn't say it. <laughs> uh
0: Dan how are you doing this evening after uh after a week of fun?
3: Um I'm doing good. Uh the, the first half of last week when I went up to North Georgia, did some hiking and some uh, some trail hunting. Uh and then this past weekend went down to Daytona and or not Daytona, Orlando and Tampa, sorry, and did some uh some beach time and some theme park time. Uh, I did get to watch the race Sunday, so I did get to see that finish. Uh, so I'm I'm here to talk about that for sure, uh, but yeah, no, glad to be back. Glad to talk some NASCAR and some racing with you guys.
0: Yeah, we've got a we've got a great show for you guys planned. It was uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Nothing interesting happened at all it yesterday. Was, I mean, it was I
3: mean, typical boring Pocono, right? Uh,
0: yeah, nothing controversial at all. Like this is going to be a a boring show to go through, but. No, it's, it's going to be a fun one. We've, we're going to unpack everything that happened, including the controversial uh, finish that happened. Uh, be sure to let us know your thoughts. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe or follow us if you're on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what happened uh, in Pocono, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it. So uh, without further ado, gentlemen, let's uh, let's get right into it. Let's get into our race review segment. This might be the uh, this might very well be my the favorite time I've ever said that uh, and that includes the uh, the MTJ wins we've had this year. Uh, this is gonna be a fun one to unpack. So all three of NASCAR's premier series as well as the ArCA series uh, were in Pocono. We're not gonna cover the ArCA race um, but the uh, all three of the premier series, we're in Pocono in Pennsylvania, the Tricky Triangle. And uh, this race uh, this race weekend did not disappoint. Um, and we're going to jump right into it. We're just going to start with the big one. I mean, there's no way we can hold off. We've got to talk about the cup race. Um, so the cup winner was Denny Hamlin getting his second win of the year. Uh, he won his first in Kansas, and now he has got win number two. Uh, he's also broken the record uh, for the most wins at Pocono. So, uh, interesting fact. Let's we're going to get all the uh, the pleasantries out of the way first before we delve into delve into this. Um, so, let, let's talk about Denny Hamlin here. Um, it was not the cleanest way to get to get a win, um, or at least from what we saw. Denny Hamlin says otherwise. Um, there was a late race incident between he and Kyle Larson on a late race restart. Uh, <laughs> Tommy Williams says, the fans said boo. Uh, yeah, he got quite a few boos. I, I mean, I think Kyle Bush might be jealous of that after – after that right there, but um yeah, uh so Denny Hamlin got into uh turn one and uh slid up the track, went into Kyle Larson who was on his outside. According to Denny Hamlin, and I'm going to give Denny his uh credit where credit is due. I listened to Actions Detrimental, and this is what Denny said happened. Uh Denny said that they got into the corner. Denny was hoping to clear Larson. Uh, That did not happen. They got side by side, and the air uh, of the cars made both cars tight and made uh, Hamlin's car uh, go into Larson, although he said there was no contact between the two, uh, said that both cars got tight, and that is ultimately what sent Kyle Larson into the wall uh, rather than rather than actual contact. He said that if it was contact, uh it was so minimal because there was not any uh there was not any scratches on the door, which I don't know how well uh wraps like that get scratched, but not it's not like your your regular car where you just, you know, can take a nail and, and scratch it. But uh I don't know. Uh you guys <laughs> Uh, unfold this for me. Uh, Kyle Larson uh, he came out and said uh, Kyle Larson came out and said that uh, he had a much different view said that Denny Hamlin ran him uh, into the wall and ultimately just used him up in turn one. So let's break this down. Denny Hamlin versus Kyle Larson. And uh, Dan, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Whose side are you on? Are you on Team Denny or Team Kyle here? Like, As a fan, I thought
3: it was good hard racing. But looking at the replay, you cannot tell me Denny did not make contact. Denny did the same thing last year with Ross Chastain. Ran him up the wall, forced him to either lift or hit the wall. One of the two. That was their only options. Granted, this year I do feel he did give uh, – larson a little more room than he gave uh ross last year but absolutely there was contact to me it's a dirty move so i'm gonna have to go team larson
0: on this one yeah zach i see you nodding your head down there do you uh do you agree with dan on that
2: I absolutely agree with Dan as my little tag under my name says, I am team Kyle Larson. I actually, I was talking to you guys before the show about this, but I'm going to read this quote from Kyle Petty. That's the best one I've seen all day. It says, uh, you're not the victim, Denny Hamlin. It was a great race. I enjoyed every lap, the ending. I don't appreciate that because we saw that same move last year.
0: Mike, what say you about, about it here? Uh, team
1: Denny, team Kyle. I'm team neither. And here's why. While I think, A, it was a racing move. And I tend to give a little bit of leeway on that. He still did make contact with him and ran him into the wall. That being said, after there was a caution shortly thereafter, I don't appreciate Larson pretty much dooring Denny like when they were coming up to the stripe that that was not okay like that was in my opinion that yeah he ran him out of room and he probably shouldn't have done it but don't retaliate just leave it alone uh
3: i don't know if i consider that retaliation more of just showing displeasure uh if it was retaliation i think he may have ran him into the wall maybe caused a little more damage to to yeah, he just uh, came the little, to little like car just because yeah. hey i'm gonna go up and and Doria, real quick, just to show I'm, I'm not happy with you. Eh, I don't really consider that retaliation. That's just if, like, hey, you got one coming, Denny. You got one coming.
1: If if it was during green flag racing that he had done that, absolutely, I'm all for it. But there's to me, there's no place for that under caution. If that makes sense,
0: I'm gonna I, I'm gonna jump in on this one because this is where I'm I'm gonna have my controversial <laughs> I'm gonna have my controversial quote here of the of the podcast and people are allowed to to agree or disagree however they want. Kyle Larson should be penalized. Kyle Larson should one hundred percent be penalized for what happened during the caution. Uh, William Byron was penalized for it at Texas last year, for for the same uh, for retaliating. Yes, he spun Denny out. But ultimately, it was he still made contact intentionally with a driver under caution, and I think Kyle Larson should be penalized for that. That's that's my view on the caution. As far as the wreck is concerned, Denny, um, I I mean I I see what Matt Nicholson saying. I think part of it had to do with the air, but Denny Hamlin needs to get some new glasses if he thinks that they those cars did not make contact. Um, you know, it's not if, and I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a video game reference here. Uh, (laughs) so, you know, perhaps, you know, you know, tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's fine. Um, but if I dive into a corner underneath someone, it is not their job to lift so that I have enough room to make the corner. It's my job to lift. If I don't have enough room to make the corner uh, and I get it, you're running for, you're going for a race win. If it's late in the race, maybe you don't lift, but you know, maybe you run them into the wall. Maybe you use them up, but be prepared for the consequences that come from that. Um, whether it was the air or not. Uh, I agree with Matt. I think Denny has gotten so good at using the air. Uh, that he knows how to manipulate it, but if he knows how to manipulate it, then he knew what was going to happen. Whether you know, whether it was the air or whether it was physical contact that used it, I think it was a racing move. But I think Kyle Larson had every right to be upset. Um, what Kyle Larson, in my opinion, didn't have the right to do was go up to Denny Hamlin on a caution and. Rough him up into the fence, and you can say no harm, no foul. Denny Hamlin won the race anyway. I can understand that argument, but still. Uh, I mean, yeah, Matt, air can make you look like you were hit, but there was physical contact between those cars, there was no doubt about that. Like, so whether on
2: that, I was gonna say you saw it with Bowman, he didn't touch him, and the air got him loose and spun him, but with Larson, there was clearly contact.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, there was contact on both, uh, you know, Mama Seager, she says, what she didn't like is Denny totally denied the contact. Uh, I agree. I think he knew exactly what he did. I think, you know, there was contact there. Uh, the air may have been what made Larson go into the wall, but I think there was contact there. I mean, it, I mean, it was uh Close enough, you couldn't stick a sheet of paper in between the two cars if it was anything. Um, you know, I get it. You're going for a win. You know, you got to do what you got to do, but own it. You know, that's that's my opinion on that. Um, <clears throat> there was another piece to this, and it wasn't necessarily the same argument, uh, but very soon after, there was another piece of controversy uh, and keep those, you know, keep those comments rolling in, by the way. Uh, we'll respond to it. Uh, there was also some controversy about when uh, NASCAR decided to throw the late race caution. And uh, I'm going to give my thoughts on this one first, and then I'll, I'll pass it on to you guys. Uh, Ryan Priest spun. Uh, <laughs> um, Ryan Priest spun. And tried to get back going. Wasn't sure if he was going to. Um, and then NASCAR allowed uh, Denny Hamlin to take the white flag. And then before they, before they ultimately threw the caution that ended the race. Um, here's the way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this. I s- understand what NASCAR was trying to do. Uh, I think they were trying to allow priests to get back going before they, you know, before they got too crazy with it, uh, and throwing a caution, uh, as a matter of fact, Bob Pockers even tweeted about that, uh, that they were trying to, they were trying to not influence the result of the race if they could, um. In my opinion, though, it was clear before the white flag that Priest wasn't going to get going. Um, other people may see that differently, um, so I don't, I don't necessarily fault NASCAR for for trying to do what they did. Uh, I don't think NASCAR rigged it so Denny could get a fiftieth win. Um, because, honestly, I think Denny Hamlin probably would have won that race anyway, even if we had a overtime. But I I still personally, if it were me making the decision, I probably would have sent it to overtime. But that's just me. Uh, Dan, I'm going to go back to you on that one as well. What do you think on that?
3: Uh, no, I think we were pretty much under uh, agreement on that one. I, I personally feel um, that... It, it was held off a little too long in my opinion. Um, I, They had plenty of time to see if priest was going to get it started and going. Um, personally, I think uh, fans want to see as much of a green flag finish as possible. So if that is possible to throw the yellow flag and, and get a green, white checker going, that to me should be the decision to be made. I, I completely understand, Let you know, they're trying to give priests the, the chance to get the car going again. Um, but to me, uh as a fan as someone who enjoys watching the sport i want to see a green flag finish if possible and you know if that means hey we're going to throw a caution a little quicker than than you know expected i'm okay with it especially coming towards the end of the race um but absolutely i I think it should have been uh extended or not extended but um thrown before denny took the white flag
0: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Uh, Mike, do you have uh, have any other thoughts on that?
1: Oh, you know I do. That, <laughs> that was all race long, single car spins. Not only had we seen NASCAR throw a caution pretty much immediately, but we'd also seen that multiple times cars couldn't get it going again under their own power, be that for flat tires or whatever. The instant he went around, NASCAR should have thrown that caution. End of story. That was a terrible ending to a great race. Yeah,
0: it, it's definitely something I would have, uh, I, I would have uh, tried differently. Uh, Matt commenting again, saying he stalled it on the second try uh, to get it rolling. By that time, the field was coming into two, uh, but it should have went to overtime. Uh, Zach, what what say you on that? Uh, should they have sent it to overtime?
2: So, I think they definitely should have. I agree with everybody pretty much. Uh, Mike summed it up. It was a great race, terrible ending. I enjoyed the whole thing. And uh, just if you look at it a few laps earlier, actually, Chase Briscoe spun and they threw the caution as soon as he got loose, like immediately. And it's in the like people that say, oh, it was rigged, it was in the script. If it was in the script still, not for so much Denny's wins, but for like the Toyota 600 wins, there were f- four Toyotas in the top five. So I th- I don't think it was them doing that on purpose for that, but they were just – they should have definitely let it go to overtime for a green flag finish.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's – I think that's fair. Um, I don't – like I said, I don't fault uh, – you know, I, I don't fault NASCAR for trying to get it to the white flag. I Like I get what they were trying to do. Uh, but if I were in that position, I probably would have thrown it and just sent it to overtime. Um, I get that they were trying not to, you know, they were trying not to affect the uh, the way the results were with another overtime finish. But uh, I like
2: they, they need to be more consistent with
0: the cautions. I would agree. I'd agree with that. I, uh, I, th- I think
3: personally, you shouldn't have a different rule for the last lap than you do for any other lap. If 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 you're gonna throw a caution as soon as a car gets sideways on lap one, you do the same thing on lap 200 or whatever the last lap is. I don't think you should officiate any differently because of oh we might you know we might not have to throw a caution for for a car spinning. No, you should officiate 100% consistently every single lap. You won't have a problem.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, so I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention that Kyle Larson and uh, Kyle Larson was not the only driver upset with a driver uh, after Pocono. There were a couple other incidents, uh, most notably Austin Dillon uh, with his former uh, with his former teammate uh, Tyler Reddick. Uh, first and foremost, before we dive into what actually happened on the track, there, uh, let, let's rate the helmet toss uh, on a scale of one to ten. What do we give the helmet toss, Dan? I'll start with you. Two. A two. Uh Mike's giving it a zero there in the uh
1: there down there. I, I see that. I've seen better throws in curling where you're not even
2: supposed to throw. <laughs> uh Zach, what what say uh, you on that? Uh, I would definitely give it in the low like a one, maybe a point five even.
0: Yeah, I was, yeah, but I think I with... think it
2: the roll down the track was better than the throw <laughs> it, that he made.
1: Yeah, I I'm I go Sorry, go ahead. I'm gonna go with Dan. I'm gonna go with the two. I honestly think I've seen videos of kids on YouTube that can that have thrown something farther than that. Like he just straight up spiked it into the ground.
0: Yeah, it it,
1: it wasn't great. wasn't it makes it great. We Tony Stewart.
0: Yeah, we we've seen some better helmet throws in our in our days. That one doesn't rank up towards the top, but that's okay. That can, Maybe that can
2: be one of our scuffies this year's best helmet throw. <laughs> uh, Tommy Williams said I've seen better arms on a clock
0: <laughs> this I can agree um Matt Nicholson saying inside quarter inside quarter uh he was never cleared and he took that entry port entry point on his own total fault on Dylan uh yeah we're gonna delve into the incident look if you know playing devil's advocate here if if redick were barely inside of Dylan and just tried to dive it in there. You know, I can understand Dylan being upset, but I think Dylan just, I I think Dylan just didn't see Redick or wasn't listening to the spotter and basically wrecked himself. I think that was on the, on the three team, but I'll tell you what, if you want a cheerleader, join RCR. Richard Childress is going to be the biggest cheerleader for you. Uh and he might actually go fight some for you. So you hold know, his watch. You just have to hold his watch for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh uh yeah. I, I think uh yeah, Matt, he's got a inside uh inside point of view there from being on the spotter stand himself. So he knows what it's what it's like there. Yeah, I gotta say Austin Dillon. Uh I hate it. It was on him. I get it. Um A friend of mine, uh, we were talking about this. You can really feel the, the playoff intensity or just the season as a whole. Like, you can feel the emotions starting to ramp up, whether it's wanting a playoff spot, wanting a regular season championship, trying to get more playoff points, or even just trying to, like, prove that you deserve a cup ride. Like, for those drivers who aren't locked in for 2024 and beyond, like, the intensity's starting to starting to get higher here for these drivers, and I think it's it's starting to show out on the track. Uh, Ryan Priest, we talked about him. Uh, he's also upset. There was a nice video that came out with uh, him and Corey LaJoy. He ran to Corey LaJoy's car like that was probably the best run I've seen since Clint Boyer uh, back in twenty twelve. Uh, so you know if we're if we're rating uh the helmet toss we can uh we can rate the run to the car uh I priest just was that
1: video the other day
2: uh, <laughs> yeah
0: that ten out of ten for,
2: yeah, for i say Ryan he gave for uh he, he gave Forrest gump a run for his money yeah that was that was a good one
1: especially uh, from the angle of the car right behind him like you could just yeah. see like uh oh yeah
0: that was uh that was an interesting
1: Fights
0: better than uh, Noah Gregson did, at least. Yeah, Noah Greg. Yeah, well, that, that is true. Um, but yeah, Ryan Priest, He was upset with Corey LaJoy. Um, all things that we're we're struggling with here uh, as the uh, season starts to get a little bit closer to the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, let's let's talk about what this has done. Uh, to the playoff standings here. Uh, you'll see the, the playoff standings kind of scrolling across the bottom here. Not a whole lot of movement as far as winners go. Denny Hamlin uh, does move up to fourth uh, on the playoff grid currently with two wins now. Um, Harvick's looking really good at 163. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keslowski 122, and Butcher, 111. I'm still going to stand by my my stance of we're not going to get more than two different winners uh, outside of those. So I think those three are safe, personally. Uh, anyone Does anyone else foresee in the next five weeks us getting three winners uh,
1: from below that group? Not a chance. Yeah. And, I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken on the math, as long as Harvick finishes twentieth or better uh, this coming Sunday, he'll be locked in.
0: Yeah, he's he's getting real close. Uh, it'd be even better if he could uh, if he could gain a little on that cut line. Uh, there were some struggles uh, for drivers at Pocono. Uh, obviously, Daniel Suarez he was out uh, out of the race, uh, so struggles for him. Michael McDowell didn't get the greatest finish. AJ Allmendinger, I'd say, even he didn't have the greatest day. But Allmendinger had probably the best day of those around the cut line. Uh, Bubba Wallace did okay. Um, Chase Elliott was able to sneak into a top ten, but I think, I think it's safe to say now that Elliott's kind of in that must-win category. With mm-hmm.
2: he definitely did not get enough points this yeah. well, yesterday. You know, like he he got the the point for being tenth, but that's it.
1: Yeah. How about uh Ty Gibbs finishing fifth and moving up in the standings? That was huge.
0: Yeah, Ty Gibbs did really good. Uh that's one that I I really wanted to to kind of point out here. I think Ty Gibbs is in a position where I think Ty Gibbs is probably the best chance of pointing their way in of the drivers that are below. Uh, In my opinion, Uh, Almendinger, I could see the argument for Almendinger, but honestly, I think if Almendinger gets in, I think it's because he wins one of these road courses, Uh, whether it be Indy Road or uh, Indy Road or Watkins Glen. But Ty Gibbs only 28 points out. I mean, if he's coming off his career best finish, there's some good tracks coming up for him. I think it's possible that he could point his way in. Uh, Michael McDowell is going to be tough to, to beat at these road courses. I worry about Bubba Wallace with the road courses. Uh, mm-hmm. The road the road course program hasn't been his strong suit. He's said it himself. He's not a big road course guy. You know, could those two weeks hurt him in, in points? Uh, I think he'll run well at Michigan. I think I expect him to run well at Daytona. Uh, Justin Haley's one to, like, like I said, not uh, not sleep on. We've got some news to talk about him a little bit later in the show. Uh, I think if I'm looking at the guys currently below the cut line, I, I'm i looking at Suarez and I'm looking at Gibbs, and I think I'd take Ty Gibbs uh, as someone who will point his way in uh, before the others personally. If we're looking at a win, uh Zach, I know you're going to be happy to hear me say this. Um I think Chase Elliott, I mean, he's still the kind of guy that can win anywhere. Um he's good at all kinds of tracks. Watkins Glenn's coming up. I know uh he hasn't done uh he hasn't won there in the next gen yet, but I mean, it's we're coming up on our second time there, so uh Yeah, I just I'm telling you. I don't wouldn't count out Chase Elliott just yet, as far as the playoffs are concerned.
1: But I mean, and as far as winning goes, I and I know I'm biased, but you can't count out Kevin Harvick either. We're coming up on that stretch of tracks where he does real well, especially Michigan.
0: That's true. And, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick he went back to back, uh, last year at Richmond and Michigan, respectively. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's possible, Mike. I know you'd be happy to see a Kevin Harvick rich uh, Michigan
1: win, since you're going to yeah. be there. Yeah, uh, at I, that race. I don't know if I'd be on the show that Monday because I probably wouldn't have my voice left.
0: Well, hey, that's we can we can understand that. I'm sure um, a good run for Kevin Harvick. He got fourth uh, for the second week in a row. Uh, hence Mike's name there. So, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean because uh, assuming that Harvick, Keselowski, and Busher make it in um as we sit right now which of the two other drivers take those final two spots Dan what are you thinking on that I, I honestly I, w- I was go- I was thinking
3: prior to this weekend that Suarez was gonna get it get it in um, I do think Elliot uh, has a chance to get a win a good shot so I'm gonna go with Elliot and i just got a weird hunch that ty gibbs is gonna is gonna pull off something somewhere and and somehow sneak in um so that's gonna be my two picks out of of the ones left basically
1: i'm going the same way dan is i think that elliot's gonna get a win as much as you know sorry zach but as much as i don't want that to happen because i'm tired of seeing hendrick win but and then i think gibbs is gonna get in
0: uh, Zach, you uh, I'm sure the Elliott comments there are are making your day a little better. Uh, who do you think is going to take those final two spots, assuming that Harvick, kislowski and Busher uh make it in?
2: So, assuming that, I, I want to say Chase Elliott is going to get a win, I really want to, but I don't want to jinx it. But uh, my other two, if Elliot does not get a win, would be uh, probably Almendinger and Gibbs, I think. As long as Almondinger can get past SVG at Indy Road Course. I'm going to say uh,
0: I, I've got a weird hunch. Uh, I do think Chase Elliott finds a way. I, I think he finds a way to win. Um, as far as that last spot goes, you guys might think I'm crazy. I think Michael McDowell. I think Michael McDowell finds a way to point his way in to the playoffs. Um,
3: I I could see him win Daytona. I mean, that's he's he's well. I mean, he he,
0: I mean, out of five races left, we've got three tracks that we know he's more than likely going to run well at: two road courses and Daytona. Um, Even if he doesn't win, I think he can accumulate enough points at those three tracks. Michigan, I I don't think Michigan's going to be. A hindrance to him, it may not help him, but I don't think it's going to be a hindrance. Uh, Richmond could be a you know, could be iffy for him depending on how things go. Their short track program hasn't been the greatest at front row, but I mean, I think that's what you're looking at. I think it's, I'll be honest, I think Chase Elliott and McDowell take those two spots. Uh, Cassidy uh, Calhoun says, What are y'all's thoughts on Kyle Larson? Uh, I assume. That uh, that we're talking about the Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson incident. Uh, we mentioned it a little earlier, but just to recap, I think, uh, I think a couple of it. I think, uh, Zach and uh, Dan are on Team Larson, uh, and then Mike and I are on Team Neither. Uh, I'm on Team Larson. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on Team Larson as far as the contact goes, uh, with Denny Hamlin, but. I, I just don't appreciate the the retaliation under caution personally, but you know, nonetheless. I mean, it was hard racing. I'm you know, so I'm hoping that you know, I, I as a someone who enjoys the the media aspect of this, I'm hoping they continue this all the way to the championship. <laughs> uh, you know, just because this is going to be great television here. But uh, anyway, so we've spent uh, half our show talking about the, the cup race and kind of the cup picture. Uh, we've got two other races to talk about before we move on. Uh, the Xfinity series was at Pocono and uh, Austin Hill managed to get the win after the race was relatively dominated by Josh Berry. Um, I mean, I, I feel so bad for Josh Berry. I, I mean, he was able to get a couple of uh, stage wins that helps him with his uh, his playoff points. Uh, but I thought Josh Berry was going to get a win, and ultimately it was the uh, a wreck that took him out. Um, you know, Sam Mayer really kind of beat himself up on on that. I just think more so than even like uh, the Denny hammond Kyle Larson incident. I think what happened between Sam Mayer and Josh Berry was just a racing incident. They were trying to fight for the wind. Uh, It sucks for, for both of them, Berry uh, more so. Um, But you know, it was just a racing thing. Um, How about Austin Hill? I mean, I don't think Austin Hill knew if he had enough, uh, if he had enough fuel to even make it to the end. Uh, but he's he did, and Austin Hill comes away with it, and even had enough fuel to do a little bit of a burnout there. So, uh, Dan, I want to ask you about this: Has Austin Hill kind of uh, has he kind of reminded everybody that he's still there as far as the the playoffs go for the Xfinity Series? Well,
3: I think I'll speak for most of the fans when I say that. When I think Austin Hill in the Xfinity Series, I think of Super Speedways. Uh, I don't think of all the other tracks, but uh, I think this was a little more of a statement for him to make. Hey, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a contender. I'm, I'm here to run with the big boys and here to run for a championship. Um, I know there's been some rumors about uh, his future as far as uh, what that may look like. But uh, I think this this is him saying, hey, you know what? uh i'm here to compete i'm here to run up front and my only goal is a championship in the series so i i think you know this is this is something where it's a, it's a little more of a turning point for him as opposed to you know just any other win
0: yeah i i can agree to that um i think one of the biggest things was that uh the strategy that came into play um not just in the uh, in the Xfinity Series, but in the Cup Series and in the Truck Series too. I mean, this is the kind of race where strategy really came into play, and I think Austin Hill's team proving that they can win on strategy. I mean, there are other races that even potentially a championship race, depending on how cautions fall or certain things. I mean, certain things that are out of your control – I think Austin Hill's team proved that they can strategize their way to get a win. And if he can get to the championship four in Phoenix, that may be what it comes down to, to win an Xfinity championship. So, uh, and, of course, five extra playoff points never hurt anybody. A little earlier in the day on Saturday, uh, we had a truck race. Uh, and I want to talk. Uh, we had Logan Morris on the show last week and I want to personally tell Logan that Kyle Bush getting his 100th win for KBM uh, is his fault because uh, Dan Mike you and I uh, know this we're in a chat with Logan uh KBM has been looking for their 100th win since Kyle Bush won at Las Vegas uh, back in March that was the 99th win for KBM and uh, they've been looking for win number 100. Uh, since then and uh, it was only a Friday night when uh, Logan Morris decided Mm -hmm. to uh, mention that they were going for win number 100 and by golly if they didn't get it uh, with Kyle Busch Mm -hmm. so uh, and Logan's not a Kyle Busch fan so Logan I want you to know that you are specifically responsible for KBM's 100th win in the truck series so I, I hope you sleep well at night knowing that um, that was, uh, it was a close battle, uh, all the way to the end, uh, last lap pass, uh, on Corey Heim. Corey Heim was really upset, I think, with himself for not seeing it, but look, Corey Heim is doing really good in the series, and I, I mean, for him to get beat by one of the best in the business on a last lap pass, I think Corey Heim did a great job. Uh, it was Kyle Bush's day. It was KBM's day uh, to get win number 100. Uh, and with that being said, the Truck Series race in Richmond is their last chance for the playoffs. One race left for the Truck Series. Uh, it seems crazy because we're only in July, uh, but the Truck Series season is much shorter. So, uh, so their playoffs are going to be starting a lot sooner than the Cup and Xfinity. If they only have one race left, Zane Smith uh, was able to win stage one and two. Not only did that help Zane Smith get two more playoff points, but it also helped him in the regular season championship standings. So uh, hopefully uh, we're going to see a battle between Smith and Haim for that. So that was kind of our, our race recap for the for the weekend. Here a lot of action going down in Pocono. Uh, these race reviews get longer and longer because more and more stuff keeps happening. So <clears throat> the good news is, um, I noticed this as I was typing up our script for tonight. Uh, as far as quantity of news goes, there's not as much to talk about tonight. Uh, but we do have a couple of things that we do have to talk about uh, from last week. So we're going to get into that. Uh, with our Scuff Stories segment. And again, keep your comments rolling in. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think about the racing this past weekend. Uh, all the things that we talked about or anything that we may have missed. Uh, <coughs> keep those comments coming in. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of our big storylines coming in. Number one, uh, this was announced uh, earlier uh, or late last week, Justin Haley uh, has announced that he is not going to be returning to colleague racing in 2024. He has signed a multi-year deal for Rick Ware racing uh, beginning in 2024. Uh He cited one thing that Justin Haley cited uh, and Dan, I'm going to go to you on this is the uh, RFK uh, announcement uh, or the, the alliance that they have with uh, Rick Ware racing. Um, could this be a, a long-term play for Justin Haley here? Uh, sign him with Rick Ware? Because I know a lot of people view it as maybe a step back in Haley's career, but what are your thoughts on, on the long-term plans there?
3: No, I I, th- I think if you look at Rick Ware racing the past two years and the current season as well, I think if you're going to compare that to the equipment and the quality of the ride that he currently has at Colleague, yeah, most people gonna look at it and say, you know what, that's kind of a step down. That's a downgrade. Uh, why would he be making that decision? Uh, but I know you and I both listened to his interview on SiriusXM um, and seen some other notes and and um, stuff from interviews. And I think I think absolutely this is this is a long term decision for him. Um, obviously, he he talked very highly of the RFK alliance that they, that they have with the Rickway Racing. Um, he said that Brad Keselowski was very involved in this decision from what from what it seemed like. So I, th- I think this may be a long-term um, hope for him to possibly maybe get the, that sixth car when Brad Keselowski retires. I know um, we don't really have a time frame for that, but I don't see Brad racing much, much more than maybe five years or so. Um, it, it's kind of gotten to that point in his career uh, where he may be looking at trying to find the next person to take that seat. And I mean, Justin Haley's a great driver. He's already got a win at Daytona. Um, and he's shown that he's, you know, he's he's competitive and good equipment. Uh, and I think that that's that's the hope that Haley has is that with Rick Ware Racing getting this alliance with RFK, and they've also been working with Stuart Hall some of this year with Zane Smith and, or with uh, Riley Herbst and uh, Cole Custer in the car for some starts. Um, I th- I think you know the long term, the hope is that Rick Ware Racing will be will be improving enough that when it comes time for Brad to retire and hang up the helmet that Justin Haley will kind of just slide right into that seat after uh, running as an alliance team car
0: for a while. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, Mike, Zach, do you guys have any other, uh, any thoughts on on Justin Haley?
1: It sounds, it seems like this is more of a long-term play than a short-term play. Absolutely. I think it's a good move in my opinion. Just it's never bad to switch it up a little bit. Well, I mean, uh,
0: if you're if you're Justin Haley, I mean, it, it's almost a, a similar decision in a way from a driver's standpoint that Legacy Motor Club did with uh, moving to Toyota. I mean, you're, I mean, if you're so far down the Chevy totem pole, I mean, you know, maybe maybe moving to a, it looks like a backwards step. Uh, by going to rick ware but you know maybe a long-term strategy gets you into a maybe gets you into the sixth car uh after brad K decides to retire uh zach do you have any other thoughts on that
2: uh nothing really specific yeah i feel like you guys covered it pretty well but uh i i've been thinking about it since i i saw it and who's going to replace him at colleague and i think svg would be a good a good option they'd have a road course dominating team if they had him on there him and almendinger well, let's, uh, you
0: know, <laughs> I, I, let's, let's hold off on. on just yeah, got
2: me thinking, the, man.
0: I mean, they
2: just I, win I'm going to be, <laughs> be bad for Chase Elliott, it, but yeah, Look,
0: I, I'm going to be the first to say it. I'm not on board the SVG bandwagon yet. I I'm glad he got a win in Chicago, but I think there were a lot of things that played into that. Uh, so I I'm not on board the SVG bandwagon yet. If he wins, at Indy Road Course, I will I will eat my words and I will I will say that I'll be on the SVG Panwagon then, at least for road courses. I still don't know about ovals yet, but
1: you know, nonetheless. Um, if he wins at Indy, you have to buy a hat.
2: These are the rules. Yes, right. If like he, a, agreed upon right now. Okay. <laughs> I, if
0: if SVG wins the Indy Road Course, I will buy a ninety-one hat, and I promise you, I'll wear it before the before the end of the season. Uh, I, as soon I do, as I get it in.
3: I just want to mention one thing going back to the um, Justin Haley ad- announcement. I mean a lot of people are saying that even RFK isn't that great of a team uh, but they both currently pretty much have their two drivers locked into the playoffs this season. Um, so I really don't know why some people are, are thinking that they're not uh, a, a better one of the better teams right now, but uh, I, I, I think their their point standing shows otherwise. I mean, yeah, people I, don't
1: like to think. Yeah,
0: so. I, I, honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but I, I don't doubt that that there are people that have said that, and I, I don't understand that. You can't. I mean, to have both of your drivers, yeah, they haven't won, but uh, one thing that I saw a stat: uh, Chris Buescher has the most top twenty finishes of any driver this season. Uh, RFK posted that on their Twitter earlier today, so that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, Chris Buescher knows how to keep a car clean, which I think is why he's 111 points above the cut line right now. Um, he's not getting into, into any incidents. Um, another storyline we had to talk about, the German racing team, 3F Racing, uh, that we've kind of heard rumors about. Uh, they've added Ryan Vargas as director of driver slash team development. Uh, and are working on a deal to have cars built at RCR. So uh, perhaps something in the works for a new team joining uh, joining the series. That's uh, something to keep our eyes on. Uh, speaking of, we kind of, I got ahead of myself. SVG has announced that he's uh, returning to the Project 91 car uh, at Indy Road Course, and we've already talked about it. I'll I'll buy the hat, and I'll say I was wrong if he wins it, but um i only only if he wins it so
2: you're such a good sport justin yeah
0: well you know i try <laughs> to be uh another driver uh this is for the xfinity series sage Karam is going to drive the number 24 sam hunt racing car at road america this weekend uh not all the series of nascar are at richmond um this next announcement is one that I had to uh, I had to add on because a lot of us uh, we got into uh, to NASCAR and even got together as a group uh, by to by console gaming, uh, and I, I had to announce this because I'm really hoping it's it's something good. Um, Adam Sturm reported that uh, there is a substantial announcement uh, regarding NASCAR console gaming. Coming soon, and I'm hoping because it was reported by Adam Stern, I'm hoping that means something. Um, console gaming has been uh lacking uh for quite a bit now, and uh, I think it's time that uh, you know, we get that. Not everybody wants to go all the way to iRacing, iRacing can be an expensive investment, uh, and some people just want to be a little bit more casual. Uh, on that, and I know that's that's kind of the category that I fit into, uh, and I think a lot of us on this podcast do. Um, I think we all like the console gaming that aspect that we get. Um, and our final announcement, uh, the Charlotte Roval uh, pre-race concert this year is going to be country music star Riley Green. Um, so anyone going to the Charlotte Roval race, that'll be a, a, something for you to check out. All right, I in my script I had uh, uh, some if time permitting, uh, we do feel goods or flats, but with only 10 minutes left in the show, I think we need to skip. Uh, we're gonna try to get feel goods or flats back into the show next week because I know uh, everybody enjoys it. Time uh, is
1: never permitting.
0: <laughs> well, I'm telling you, these race reviews keep getting longer and longer, and <laughs> All right. uh. It's uh it's crazy, um. But nonetheless, uh, we've got three races that we have to preview uh, coming up. Uh, two races at Richmond and one at Road America. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and get our picks in for the Cup race in Richmond, the Xfinity race in Road America, and the Truck race in Richmond. Um, <clears throat> Zach, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I know it's a flat. Uh, we're, you know what? I'll, I'll make you a promise next week. We will do feel goods or flats, even if we run over on time a little bit. So we'll, we'll do that next week. Uh, so be prepared for it. Um, <clears throat> we're going to, uh, to do the, uh, the picks. Gosh, I literally just had a flatline moment there in my head. Uh, race picks, Zach, I'm going to start with you as our producer, uh, give me a cup, uh, and a truck pick for Richmond and then an Xfinity winner, uh, for Road America. Who do you have winning?
2: Oh, let's see. So for cup, I really, really want to say Chase Elliott, but I don't want to jinx him. So I'm going to say Kyle Larson, keep it in the Hendrick family. Uh, for trucks, let me, let me look at the stats real quick. I'm going to pull a mic.
3: Um.
2: Let's see. I think for trucks, I'll probably go with uh, Zane Smith. I think Zane Smith could do it. And then for Xfinity, I'm going to go with Allgaier.
0: Those are some good picks right there. Mike, what say you? You're looking at the stats. I can already tell. uh, Um, Who who do the stats favor this week?
1: Truck race, I'm going to actually go with Chandler Smith. I think he'll do some good there. Um, Xfinity, Allgaier, that's not even a question. And then Cup, I'm actually going to go with Kyle Busch. I think he gets his seventh Richmond win this week.
0: Well, that's, uh, that, that's just a, a horrible time for everybody. Um, <laughs> not anymore. For, it used to be except for Kyle Busch, I guess, uh, Definitely a bad time for Logan. Damn. What? What say you? What are your picks for uh, for this weekend, Richmond and Road America?
3: Uh, I'm gonna go in the truck series. I'm I'm actually gonna gonna go a little a uh, little, little bit of a dark course, I guess you'd say. And I'm gonna go with Stuart Friesen. Uh Xfinity at Road America. Hang on, I gotta pull my notes up here. Um, I'm going to go with. A.J. A. Allmendinger. We're, we're going we're gonna to get him in victory lane again on a road course because, you know, there's there's not a lot of people who can out-road course a, a Dinger. And for the Cup Series at Richmond, I don't really have anybody who sticks out, um, but I, I do think um, he's kind of gotten everything steering in the right direction over at the race teams, I'm going to go with Brad K.
0: Brad K. finally gets them with a win. Interesting picks. Uh, for my picks, I'm going to go for the Truck Series. I'm going to say uh, a driver that's been good at uh, short tracks recently, I'm going to say Grant Infinger uh, gets it done in Richmond. And uh, I think for the Xfinity Series, I'm going to go with Sheldon Creed. Uh, I think he gets a win. He's been good on the road courses and has been very close lately, so I think Creed finally gets it done. Uh, And for the Cup Series, uh, this is where I get everybody uh, uh, to hate me. Uh, (laughs) I guess I better call up Zach Bell um, because I think Denny Hamlin's about to go back-to-back. I think Denny Hamlin's going to win it at Richmond. God, I hope not.
1: (laughs) Please, please, no.
0: Um. I don't know why. I just you know, we I think Denny's gonna go to his hometown track and uh, still get booed out of the out of the building, but still win. Um believe me, I'm not
2: a disappointed. She well said, believe ah, me, ah,
0: I, I ah. believe me, nothing
2: yeah.
0: nothing uh would make me happier than to be wrong on that prediction.
2: But maybe his pit crew will uh <laughs> do him dirty like they've been doing. Maybe so. Maybe so. Please. We'll, we'll see. Um, Very disappointed.
0: I know. I know. Nonetheless, uh, that's my picks. Um, speaking of picks, and we're going to kind of get to where we're winding down our show for, for this Monday evening. Uh, Zach, I know you've got a fantasy update. How about Ryan Hill? I, I haven't seen him in the comments tonight. Three wins in a row uh, as far as uh, – as far as individual races go, um, three in a row. I'm, I'm impressed. He joined the the league late, and I'm kind of glad he joined the league late because he'd be running away with it if he hadn't. So, um, as far as the overall goes, uh, Short Mac Twenty One still leading the overall standings. Uh, I'm, I gained two points on him uh, in the last race, so. We're slowly but surely we're making our way there. Uh, Zach Williams sitting there in fourth. Dan sitting in sixth. Zach Bell seventh, and Mike in eighth. Um, so, I've
1: been doing a lot better than eighth. Of Ryan's in ninth. Eighth.
2: Can't can't forget Ryan.
1: Ryan's, yeah, Ryan's less than 700 he's points behind me. Like, if I don't keep up to forgetting to make picks, he might pass oh, me. Yeah, Ryan's- I
2: forgot this week completely. That's why I, I think I got like 97 points, and I was the lowest out of anyone that got actual <laughs> points.
0: Yeah, Ryan's Ryan's coming for it. I, Ryan's going to be uh, knocking on a top five by the end of the season. Um,
1: I'm gonna but, have to set an alarm on my phone to remind me to make my picks. It's <laughs> not too uh, it's not too late to join
0: us. Uh, I know we're we're over halfway through the season, but if you guys want to join us, you can follow the link uh, that we have uh, right here. Um, if you have trouble with it, send us a message. We'd be happy to help you uh, join the league uh, with us. And we're we're always looking for new players, uh, whether it be for the remainder of this season or even next season. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have fun. With that, um, with that being said, that's going to kind of wind down our show for tonight. Uh, we thank everybody for watching. Be sure to tune in next week. Uh, Christian Rose will be joining us once again uh, on the show after making his truck debut uh, in Richmond. So, uh, that'll be fun. We're glad to have him back. None
3: of us picked him.
0: I know, I know that was uh.
3: I couldn't get. The, I'm not gonna lie. I couldn't get the entry list to pop up. I was trying to read the entry list and it wouldn't load. So you no, know
1: will I'll change my truck. <laughs> yeah, mate. we'll change Christian it. Rose,
3: we're all picking Christian Rose. Well, he said. Uh,
0: he said when he was on the show earlier, he was hoping to just complete all the laps and and hoping to uh, to hopefully get a lead lap finish. So uh, we're gonna have some uh, some more questions to ask him after his truck debut. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, the greatest
1: uh, drivers always say that
0: well that's that's true uh i think it's going to be be focused on smart racing there for for christian but we're gonna we're gonna pick his brain on that uh next monday so be sure to tune into that we're looking forward to having him on uh as always we thank everybody for watching be sure to like keep commenting uh and subscribe slash follow audio versions of the podcast are available uh anywhere you see down below and uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing everybody again next week. So we're going to get some closing comments. First, our producer, Zach, uh, if he'll talk to me after me picking Denny Hamlin for Richmond.
2: Uh Yeah, so uh, it was a good show other than that last little part of your picks. Uh, I'm with Mama Seeger, all that. Very disappointed. But, uh, it,
0: hey, it's about like the race. It was a great show for horrible finish. Right.
2: <laughs> there you go. We're consistent, unlike the cautions. <laughs> uh but yeah no it was a good show i'm uh i have fun with you guys every monday night talking racing whenever i'm able to be here uh you know i'm looking forward to the rest of the season i'm playing that uh powerball playoff i have 187 entries so if i win that i'm taking dan to the uh championship four we're gonna get some good footage for the site uh looking forward to next month i'm going to the daytona race the season finale hopefully we can see a chase Elliott win there Certainly uh, something to look forward to. Mike, what
0: say you? You're only a couple weeks away from going to a race yourself. Uh, what say you for our closing comments?
1: I'm always excited to hang out with you folks. It's always a good good time. I want to thank my parents for always supporting me in all of the craziness they get back from vacation this week. So that'll be nice. Mike, go watch the race Sunday with my dad. And then, yeah. Right after that, it's on my way to Michigan to watch that, watch hopefully a Kevin Harvick victory. So raise hail, praise Dale.
0: Mike is already planning his next vacation, and Dan is just getting back from one. Uh, Dan, we're glad to have you back on the show. Uh, Glad you're able to make it here this evening. Uh, What are your closing comments? Well, I mean, I already have my next vacation planned as well, so I'm ready with you, Mike. <laughs>
3: but no, always, um, <laughs> like, always, not surprised. Usual, <laughs> hey, you know, you, you have to end your vacation looking forward to another vacation. Like if you don't have one planned, you're just like, ugh, when can't next go year? back to
2: work? Yeah.
3: <sighs> but no, so as as always, it's it's great hanging out with you guys, talking race and talking NASCAR. Um, we love having the comments and the, and the, uh, the the reactions throughout the show. I know uh, I pretty much know everybody who comments now. It's it's great. I love seeing names and faces I I know uh, pop up whenever we're discussing things. But uh, as always, thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us, and um, hopefully we'll
0: see you again next week. Yeah, we uh, we look forward to seeing everyone next week. We'll be uh, diving in for all the action that happens in Richmond and Road America, and we'll be uh, ready to do it all again next week. We appreciate you guys for tuning in.